I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito and Janice Gant and Kevin Ebling. Yo, yo. (laughs) How's everybody today? Good. Well, better than you, I guess, because we're in the studio. So (laughs) Kevin and I are in the studio. Tev is at home. Yep, I'm at home. I, I, I might have been exposed to the Delta, and so I'm a little bit nervous. I'm, I'm just trying to be uber careful. Yeah, I appreciate that, and that's probably very wise. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to get y'all sick. No. I feel, I feel great, but I think that I was exposed to somebody who might not be feeling so great. So I, I'm not a total nut, but I'm also very sensitive to the fact that that other people need to be super careful. Sure. I, need, I think we all need to be super careful. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get it again, but I think that's pretty unlikely. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. And with this whole Delta variant, I mean, you, I am vaccinated, but I, I don't I don't feel like that just solves all the problems. Well, I mean, you can still get get this even if yes. you have been vaccinated, but I think uh, one, but I, I, I mean, there's a good chance that you won't. And but if you do, then it supposedly is going to be a little less yeah, brutal not, on the body. Yeah, not going to be that bad. Yeah. Um, but I feel pretty darn good. And I'm so grateful to be recording. And we need to thank our sponsor this week. Laura Scheiber from Dallas, Texas is a huge fan of ours. And she listens every week and she is such a dear human. She is such an amazing, amazing mom, friend, sister, wife. And, uh, and she, I, I just really appreciate you, Laura. Thank you so much. Yes. For thank you, Laura. Sponsoring. Thank you, Laura. So kind of you. Kind really and is. generous. Very. Yes. We're always grateful for all of our sponsors. Very so much appreciated. It, if you are interested in sponsoring an episode, we would be so appreciative. It, we make it super easy. You can Venmo at, at Tova-Cedo, or you can go to tobacedo.com and click on the remedy and make a contribution. Every episode um, costs about $200. And so we're, and we're always looking for sponsors. We, we need lots of sponsors in the coming year. So I have to tell y'all, Kevin and Janice, I don't know what it is, but I've had like a huge influx of people over the last week telling me how much our podcast means to them. That's awesome. Oh, I I feel like I've run into a bunch of people who say that, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, is anybody listening? Are we making a difference? Does it matter? And then you hear those like little snippets and I don't know about y'all, but it, it's just everything I need to keep going. Yeah, it's amazing. Definitely. It really is. It really is a very, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm better because of it. You know Me what too. I mean? 
It's yes. just, it really is something we're, and we are I so grateful. I feel I fortunate too. to be a part of it. Me too. Janice, that's such a great thing to say. Like I do too. I, I feel like I'm blessed every week when I walk away from our recordings. And so thank you both for that. Yeah. You too. Thank you. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, so today, today we're talking about something that I think is just a really, you know, I, I usually don't like to talk about things that might be like a little bit of a downer, but I think this one, I, hopefully it's not a little bit of a downer, but I think that this one is just a very um, realistic, awesome conversation that is necessary as we inch our way into Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays. And that is um, addressing this idea and concept that the holidays are not perfect and amazing and you know, rainbows and butterflies and stars and lights for everybody involved. Right, right. That the holidays can be very hard. The holidays can be lonely. The holidays can feel very depressing. Um, the holidays can make people feel sad and it's it's like it brings up if you're experiencing a lot of good then the holidays feel really really good but if you're experiencing hard right now in this season of life then this season on the calendar can be especially difficult it can mm -hmm. yeah it really can and there's there are a lot of people that go will slip down into a little bit of low mood and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are contemplating throwing themselves off a bridge but just like a low energy and a low low grade kind of pit in the pit in the stomach or you can feel it in your chest. It could feel a little heavy. And so we're going to talk about that and what a lot of that can be and what we can do with it. And some of it is current day things going on. And some of it has some historical pieces to it that are, are really, I was thinking about that this morning. And that this is where when I have a client come in and they're experiencing some low seasonal mood I, one of the very first things I do, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but is check about family of origin stuff because there is definitely frequently an or family of origin piece to that. Of course. So to that point, Janice, I think we should just like dive right into it. I think there are, and you and I have both experienced this probably personally and professionally, there are lots of reasons why people can feel really... Um, down this time of year. And so whether it's a personal experience or professionally what you hear from people coming to see you, let's talk about some of those things that can really be hard negative triggers this time of year. What, what do you see and or what has been your personal experience with that? Well, I, I mean, there's, there are some circumstances that will automatically frequently, if not all the time, uh, at least at the beginning of experiencing like the loss of a loved one or a divorce or a breakup or even children getting married and leaving home. There's always a little bit of a sad piece of that because it is a 
it's a finite, it's a stop of a, of a, of history for a lot of people. And so just the fact that there has been, there has been a circumstantial change that is directly affecting you that by itself can put you in a lower mood because of, uh, of the holidays being such a family time, friends get together. I mean, you know, we're inundated with commercials that have all these people waiting home and everybody's sitting around the table and the guy comes home from the military and everybody's so happy. And, you know, and so if you're not experiencing that, if you are missing people that have historically been a big piece of your celebration, then that is going to be a grief process for you. And what happens a lot of times, even if you feel like you have done a pretty good job of grieving the loss, let's say someone has transitioned and you have, you know, let's say it happened, you know, 10 months ago and you feel like you've done a pretty good job of going through that grief process. uh, And then all of a sudden you come upon Thanksgiving and Christmas And you can it can be like somebody hit you over the head with a brick because all of a sudden you are hurled back into history and reliving your holidays with those with that particular person. And I think that that's the I think about my mom and dad all the time. And um, and yet then on a holiday, I really miss them because we always had holidays together either uh the girls and i and kurt when we were married we would go there or mother and dad would come here or we would do both you know she would like spend christmas they would spend christmas eve with my sister and then christmas day with us and then the next year they'd flip it but we were always together so there is always that vacancy yeah that nobody can fill yeah. And so the acknowledgement of that and just the awareness of that, if you have lost a loved one for you to be like, oh, wow, I might just feel heavy. And that's what a lower grade depression will feel like is a heaviness, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of a really severe uh, depression will render people, you know, they can't even get out of bed. And so that heaviness, if you start to feel that, then you can think about if there's some a loved one that has transitioned and you think, oh, I think I'm missing them because there's like a piece of the pie that's already been eaten before you even brought it out. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you gave permission to people to miss something, even if it happened a long time ago. There's a girl that I counsel who lost her father 23 years ago. And she still struggles with missing him. She said the holidays began and, and that heaviness that, it, and it, it, there's degrees of heaviness, but it doesn't matter where it falls. She just feels it. And I, I think that people often feel kind of silly or stupid, or maybe I should be over this by now or, and, and I'm like, yeah, who who's in charge of putting the timestamp on that? Like, yeah, how do you know that? Of course, that makes sense. Of course, you miss your dad. Of course, you know there were parts of of the holiday that he he brought to the table that the second he transitioned no longer exist, and that's that's hard. Yeah, I, I still, and you know you don't ever get over that. 
There's no no such thing as getting over it. You get through it and it lessens in heaviness, but I can still, my father died probably, let's see, probably 20 years ago, something like that, 18 years ago. And he loved pecan pie. And so at Christmas, I, you know, when you're in Whole Foods, they have all these pecan pies sitting around. And every time I see them, I kind of tear up a little bit. Because he just loved them. I mean, it was, it's so interesting how some of those things will really trigger that memory. And so what you want to do is, is enter into that and allow yourself to have that and to fully miss them and talk about it, you know, write about it, weep about it, talk about it and think about it. W squared, T squared is you really look at that and you, you embrace it. You know, because it won't go, it's not supposed to go away. I will never, I will always miss my mom and dad. Always. Yeah. And you don't need to get over it. You don't need it. Well, you, you can't get over it. You get through it. So in that process, it will tend to lessen, although there may be a swell that can come up, you know, 10 years after and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. But, yeah. you know, so I think that we we just want to give ourselves to be exactly where we are and not putting any sort of should or shouldn'ts around that because yeah. it is a family time. So if you lost a family member, it's something. Yeah, I think the word that you keep saying, Janice, that I really like and that I think is really applicable here is loss. I think that the the feeling the feeling that a lot of people have that feels like depression or sadness or the heaviness is because there's some sort of loss that exists. So whether it's a loss of a family member, a loss because of divorce, a loss because your child has <clears throat> is now married and is going to have the holidays with their her, his or her new in-laws, there's a loss because financially you you aren't where you've wanted to or you want to be or maybe where you've been before. So there's a loss of uh, sometimes of what you wish your family was, you know, versus what it actually yeah. is. Yeah. And so I really like that word loss. I think that when we feel sad or overwhelmed or depressed or anxious as we enter into the holidays, if we think about it, or, or maybe if we haven't really fully examined it, but that we feel that heaviness, I guess a question you could ask yourself is, what do you feel like you're missing? Like, yeah. What, it, what is that thing that you're mourning? What are you mourning? Well, and it's, and you know, like I don't, like when I think about my mom and dad, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I mourn anymore. But I do feel like there's a vacancy. So mm-hmm. it's like there was a room and there was a room in my house of consciousness. And now that room is vacant mm-hmm. and I can't enter there and partake of that except through my memories. So yes. there's that vacancy that you can't be filled by anybody else. Yeah. You know, and so yep. that will that kind of is like, OK, Yeah, I can. And even even if you're talking about like a divorce, if you're in the middle of going through a divorce, even if you want the divorce, there's a vacancy there because you had a dream and you had, you know, nobody 
hopefully got married planning on it not working, you know, so then that dream, that fantasy has been busted up. And so now you've got there's a vacancy there too. that how you thought your life was going to be was is very different. I remember the Christmas uh, when I was going through my divorce, I remember walking along Caruth Boulevard and looking in houses and there were Christmas trees and and just like the commercials and everything. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, all of these people are so happy. They're living the life that I dreamt. And yet what? Why do I not have that when, you know, really in reality, probably half of them are not together anymore anyway. But it but it is a it's a it's a weird kind of space. So if you're in the beginning phase of something like that, you it can be a booger bear because oh. even if you were miserable in your marriage, you weren't you and you were lonely in your marriage. You were not alone. That person's yep. body was there. Yeah. And even if yep. you were fighting, you were having and, you know, interchanging and, and change and talking and and all of that so that you there was a person there that was in your life. So then once you go through your divorce, there's nobody there. Yeah. Well, it's like we've talked about before on other podcasts, you're comfortably miserable. It it is. Even if you're miserable, there's a strange, there's a strange comfortability to it. It's a known, it's a known miserable. Yeah. It's it's familiar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there that is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So I think, I think giving permission, I think us giving, not that people need our permission, but I think just hearing that we have permission to grieve those things that we don't have to, that like, if it, it is what it is, like we can, <clears throat> we can acknowledge it. Like, okay, this is hard and you don't have to feel bad or shameful because not only are you feeling the feeling, but now you feel bad for feeling the feeling. Right, right. And you need to walk through that process about which we've talked many times of actually embracing those feelings and allowing yourself to enter into those feelings. I, I One of the things that I like to tell people to do is go sit in the bathtub and light a candle and just sit in the bathtub with bubbles if you've got them and just let visualize those feelings leaving your body. And so that you fully enter into those feelings. If you're sad, you're probably going to need to cry. If you're angry, you may need to yell. You know, if you're lonely, you may feel this sort of low depressive sort of a mentality come over you and you've just got to enter into those so that they can eventually dissipate and they won't totally go away. A lot of them, but they will lighten in scope. Yeah. Kevin, how are the holidays for you? Do you struggle at all with anything? Are the holidays easy, fun, exciting? I always loved the holidays until the pandemic. And now it's depressing to me. Because you can't go out and do everything? No, it just made every that whole time of year more weird and uh, stressful and depressing. I don't know. Just ever since then, I find it. I, I don't look forward to it like I used to just pretty much this year and last year. Well, you know what I think might be part of that, too, and it makes sense. I'm really glad you said that because 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 of the pandemic, we are depleted of energy. 
there has been a societal grief, a worldwide grief going yeah. around. We don't feel safe going into Tom Thumb without a mask on. We yeah. have millions and millions of people who have died from this and it yeah. is serious. And so there's that that has robbed us of, of just the intrinsic joy of the season. And yeah. so we're not over all of that. We're not. Well, first of all, we're not over the pandemic. And secondly, we are not over the heaviness of the pandemic. And the warm, cheerful feeling of all the shops being open and all this stuff going on just isn't happening anymore. Everything is shutting down. Everything is getting really expensive. Everything's really hard to get. Like It's just everything is becoming more difficult and stressful. Yeah, it's different. It's really different. It is. It's yeah, not it like really, it used to be. Yeah. Well, you know what? I even noticed that when when I went to the grocery store yesterday, I saw bacon for eleven dollars. Yeah, like, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. I don't about. even know how much bacon is. <laughs> Every time I well, go to the store, there's at least one thing that is completely. It's don't not eleven dollars. I mean, it, it's it's really like yesterday. I texted my kids. I was like, I'm at the grocery <laughs> store, and and I don't. I really don't like to focus on the negative or like give that a lot of airspace. But to your point, Kev, like it is what it is. Like we are still, whether we like it or not, we are in the middle of a pandemic. We are. Things, are, things are more difficult to get. I mean, if you're, if you're redoing a home or you want, even want new bedding or, <laughs> you know, going to the grocery store, like it, it, it's you're building a pool. Like I know these sound like first world problems, but, but everything is just a little bit harder and a lot more expensive. And when you consider that walking into the holidays, that can be really overwhelming. I know for me to that point, like as a single mom and you know, the holidays with three kids can feel very overwhelming because when you're married, uh, you share the responsibilities of the holidays usually. Like, oh, can you pick up this? You know, we are all going to go get the tree, the lights on the house. Like, there's just things that need to be done. You know, go get the stuff from the attic. Da, da, da. And and it where it used to fall on both of us when I was married, now it falls on me yeah and, yeah and that can even though i'm not sad that i'm like i got through the divorce and that like to your point was just a horrible couple of years trying to navigate okay now nah. what do the holidays look yeah, like but yeah. then you have to get used to doing it all by yourself and or you know to your point kev i mean you don't have kids you're not divorced but there is can be this overwhelming feeling of what am I getting into? Like the, the meal is going to mm. cost twice as much. The gifts are going to cost twice as much. Like traveling. Oh my gosh. One of my dear friends is getting married over New Year's. The flights, I, I am still getting over the sticker shock of the, cost <laughs> of the flight to San Miguel. I almost had a heart attack. How much is it? Well, if I wanted to go the days that I wanted to go, it would have been $2,500. What? <laughs> yes. Because that's normally like a 500, 480 plane yeah. ticket. So round trip Wednesday to Sunday after Christmas is, 
is twenty five hundred dollars. Right Good now. grief! Well, so so then so because that is the way it is right now. What yeah. it, this is kind of the perfect timing for for people to think to themselves. Rather, I have to do everything I've always done for everybody. I mean, I have three daughters. I have nine grandchildren. I have a husband. I don't I pay for all of my kids stuff and Tom pays for for Corey. But it's a lot. And and so then so then so what I strongly, strongly urge people to do and I'm doing it myself is really coming up with a plan for, first of all, how much money do I want to spend? And secondly, what's that going to do? So for me, if I do five packages, five or six packages for everybody, that's a ton of wrapping, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and 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 so make a plan and really think about what, you know, Okay, so if our thanks, if our Christmas lunch, if we normally have, you know, I don't know, prime rib or Chateaubriand, then you do something different. You know, so yeah. that you do, you uh, give yourself permission to dumb Adjust. it down a little bit because yeah. most Adjust. of the, you know, so that you are doing that for yourself. Yeah, because I do think, I think we have pressure. Yes, and and I love I love that as a as a great start for solutions as remedies because I think that there's a lot of pressure when it comes to the holidays because it's wrapped so deep in tradition, yes. you know, like if I didn't make the Christmas or the Thanksgiving meal exactly the way that I've always made it, my kids would freak out, you know, <laughs> like, what do you mean we're not having oyster stuffing? What do you mean we're not, you know, and you have oyster and stuffing yet, too. Yeah. My mom makes that. She's the only one who eats it, but we have it every year. Oh, she makes I, regular and oysters. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never eaten. I've never tried it. Stuffing, me neither. It's so good. Mm. And my kids are just obsessed with it. They love it so much. I used to make uh, I used to make steak and roast and all this stuff for thank for Christmas. And I several years ago uh, started picking up me casino on Christmas Eve. So Christmas yes. Day, we have <laughs> we have me casino <laughs> and I just heat it up and. You know, it took my kids about five seconds to readjust. <laughs> and last year at Thanksgiving, I picked up Bubba's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, I see. I, so the great thing about that, and, and it doesn't sound like you are like super wrapped up in tradition, but I think that to I think that a great remedy to start out with is don't be afraid to because of your circumstances, whatever good or bad, to change the tradition, to move, to to change things, and and then just be upfront and communicate why yeah. this year might look a little bit different, and give yourself permission to be okay if those people are not okay for a minute. I guarantee you, if you're yes. serving them good food. They're going to be okay. They, yes. They're initially, it's so easy for kids to be like, well, what do you mean we're not having that? You know, but really, it, then they don't really s- swim in that negativity about it. They get over it pretty quickly. 
Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So continuing with this conversation of remedies for the holiday blues or holiday hard, um, one of the, I found a great article on, of course, on the HuffPost, which I love, on how to deal with, you know, hard holidays. And one of the things that they said that I think goes well along with this conversation that we're having is set up realistic expectations. Like, be honest and realistic with what, what the capabilities are, what you're able to do that year. And then, and then if even if other people aren't okay, let's say financially, it's a lean year, sit your kids down, have that conversation. And if they're not okay, I think that you can still be okay if they're not okay. Yeah, I mean, it just, what, yeah. it just is what it is. But I think, I think setting up being vocal and honest and upfront about about the reality of your situation, like, okay, dad and mom got divorced this year. Like, this is going to be a hard year for all of us. And then talk about, okay, what, what can we do to get through this together? Yeah. And, and try to make it fun. What can we do to make this change really fun? Let's come up with a new way to look at this so that we can, you know, because as soon as, as soon as I, my divorce was over, my kids didn't really, they never really talked about the way it was when, you know, and we, we've been fortunate in that, in that, you know, Kurt is always included with our Easter or Thanksgiving or Christmas, and he always comes. And so that's really nice for the kids, but that's a fairly recent change, probably six years ago is um, maybe seven years when we started that, you know, and, and like if, if, if it's this year is your kids are going to be with their dad and you're there alone, then make a plan around that, you yeah. know, rent, um, Oh, what is it? Eddie Murphy's movie that I love so much. I'm blank. He says, Hercules, Hercules. What the Nutty it? Professor. The Nutty Professor. Rent the Nutty Professor. It's hilarious. <laughs> and you can, that'll help boost your mood. So plan some things that can be really fun like that to where you start something new that will help make it a little more palpable to get over the way it was. Yeah. And if you're alone, I remember that first holiday where like the kids left at noon and I was like, the hell am I supposed to do now? Yeah. And you know, before, before that ever happened, I called my friends and I was like, okay, the kids leave at noon. <laughs> I, can I, can I, what, can I come and join your family? Like, yes. Just go get what you need. Yes. Like be proactive. Go- Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. one of the things that is that I want to strongly suggest that people do if they are experiencing low mood around the holidays. So, you know how we've talked about emotional memories. So all of our histories are we have emotional memories and we have cognitive memories. So the cognitive memories are the facts of what we experience, the the you know, the time of year, all of that. And then the emotional component is, can be historical pain, sadness, anger, fear, shame, guilt, 
loneliness, but that's, that's a part of sadness. But so you, one of the first things that I suggest that people do is they identify their feeling reality and they ask themselves, is this current or is this historical? Because a lot of people will relive, like, let's say their father got drunk every Christmas Eve and their mom and dad had a huge fight on Christmas Eve. Then, then as the child grows up and it's Christmas Eve and they may start to feel a little anxious or they may start to feel sad. And if you, they look at it and think, gosh, I don't even know what I'm anxious about. I don't know what I'm sad about. There's a very good chance that it's historical. So I suggest that people ask themselves, how old do I feel? Is this a current day feeling or is this a historical emotional memory that has been triggered because of the season? Some people will look at Christmas trees and they'll become anxious or be flooded with emotion. So you, if you can identify that as being either historical or current day, then if it's, if it's historical and you age it, then pull out a picture of that little girl or that little boy and tape it on your refrigerator and tell them that you're going to take care of them during this season. So that that child is reparented through that grief. And that's why, you know, where a lot of people will really get very, very, very depressed around the holidays. A lot of that is going to be historical because of the emotional memory of childhood. So I really, really, really want to stress that is that it's very important that you identify, you know, what that is. It's so good. It'll float up. So many people who who have never taken the time to articulate that or recognize that. And when you do, there's such freedom. Yeah. They don't even know what it is. Uh Yeah. So another thing that um, the HuffPost says that we need to, to watch is being too busy. And I think this is, or or trying to do too much. Um, And, and I know that I can be super guilty of this. Like (laughs) I want to have my Christmas party and I want to have the tea and I want to, um, I want to say yes to every party. And I want, I want there, I want lights on the house. I want the tree to be up. I want, and I want to do all the presents perfectly. And it's like, you're just one person, yeah. you know? And, and pretty soon you've said yes to 10 things. And then you look at your calendar and you're like, all of it sounds miserable because you feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 That's and, a great point, Tova, because we really do get overwhelmed with all of it. Just Going to North Park on like December 15th can be an overwhelming experience. Going to North Park on July 1st sounds horrible to me. See, I love North Park. I'm just (laughs) going to give you my list. I freaking hate North Park. I do too. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I love it at Christmas because of the Christmas carolers and Scrooge and all of that stuff. Bah. Humbug. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's just not. So do you well. order your presents online? A lot of them? hundred percent. Oh, do you do? do? 
yeah, I don't do any Christmas shopping. That that just gives me like hives. <laughs> so one thing that I learned years ago, um, I actually learned it by doing the Stegen program. So it wasn't years ago, but a couple of years ago is when you say yes to something, remember that you're saying no to something else. Yeah. So if I say yes to every party, then I'm saying no to getting to bed early. I'm saying no to drinking, to not drinking. I'm saying no to, um, to good sleep. I'm saying no to my children, to being home at night with my kids. Like, so just from, and so I think it's important and I'm terrible at this. So this is me preaching to the choir. I think it's really important that we weigh our yeses Mm -hmm. before we say them. Yeah, I agree. And ask yourself, is this something I really want to do? Yeah. You know, and I say if it's like a five or a six, then no, say no. Unless you're really bored. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's really important to protect yourself. Yeah, me too. Because you can get really, really overwhelmed and really, really tired. And that's that just creates a lot of anxiety. Yeah, it does. In people. Well, and your immune system goes down. And so then you have a chance of getting sick or then you're going to be, you know, gripey or, I mean, it's, it, it can be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The next one, which I think is really important, um, is comparing your insides to someone else's outside. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this can be hard around the holidays because I think that a lot of people are posting uh, their family, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook and, you know, that, that someone else's outside always looks really, really, really good. Yeah. We make up a story. We make up a story either good or bad. And if our story about them is really good, then we feel less than And so then we are making up that our story is a losing story as opposed to theirs where you really don't even know. Yeah. You never, ever, ever know. So watch out for what you're telling yourself. That's really good, Tova, because it's important. So when somebody comes to you with this, and I know they have, Janice, how do you help them? How do you help them? I know it's so easy to say, don't compare you're inside to someone else outsides, but how, like, what are some like real thought processes? What are some real remedies to combating this world of comparison? Well, so, so ask yourself, is this based on fact or am I making up a story? What's my oh, story? Good. Am I making up? Oh my gosh, that family is it's perfect. perfect. They like each other. They smile all the time. That's, and that's your story because you're so beautiful. You don't know what goes on behind. Parents are so happy. You don't know what goes on in the kitchen. You know, that guy may be, you know, doing the dirty with some woman who knows, Mm -hmm. you know, so watch out for your story. And, and especially around Christmas because of the, uh, the cost, of Christmas can just be so exorbitant. And we think that those 
those things are going to, our story is we need to do that so that so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so will be happy. Yeah. You know what I did? And I know that I've shared this before on, on the remedy, but, and with my kids, because it can be so expensive and because it can be financially overwhelming. And um, years ago, years ago, I decided, okay, when Jesus was born, which is what we're celebrating, the birth of Jesus, he got gifts from three wise men of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And if that was good enough for Jesus, well, you know what? I think it's good enough for my kids. And so I told them, I, you, everybody gets three gifts and you get a gold gift and you get a frankincense gift and you get a myrrh. So the gold gift, I mean, as it is defined by me, my family, that's like the Mac daddy gift. So if they want something like a new phone or new, they need a computer or they want an Xbox or they want new games for their Xbox, you know, whatever the most pricey thing, that's their gold gift. Frankincense is not as pricey. Myrrh is even less So it just keeps it like, it keeps it, um, it, we don't get carried away. We just don't. And, and then they get like fun little cute things in their stockings. And then that's it. Like, I, I really don't, um, I know a ton of people and I don't judge it, spoil the heck out of their kids and their, whatever their kids ask for, that's what their kids get. And I've never been like that. And I'm never going to be like that. And, but when I explained it to my kids, like, okay, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, like these are the, these were the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus. These are the gifts that, that you will get too. It like made sense to them. They've never pushed back on it at all. Yeah. And it feels really good and it feels manageable for me. Yeah. Yeah. Three gifts is not that, that's not that hard to wrap. No. And it's not, it doesn't break my budget. Yeah. Well, and And I think that's really important. I mean, it's not, um, you know, you don't want to spend so much money that you have a resentment about. And, you know, because you're the one that's saying yes, if you do it. That's exactly right. But it is easy to do. Yeah. And I just, I don't think we should be getting in debt. No, 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 no. I don't either. You know, I just don't. There, just is. One of Kurt's uncles, I remember him talking about their Christmases were just so exorbitant. And they, uh, I can remember them, him saying that they, it took them an entire year to pay off their debt for that Christmas. Oh, that is ridiculous. I would never do that. Oh, I, I wouldn't either. I can't. I, well, I just can't stand to have any debt, period. Yeah, but, but I don't I, have any debt. But I, think I mean, that, that would give me heart attack. Yeah, it would me too. It would. I mean, and there's no reason for it to be stressful like that. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Well, that's not what that's not what the holidays should ever be about. No. But it, um, but it is to a lot of people and it is fun. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with giving presents. It's a wonderful thing. You just oh, have yeah. to make sure that you're not digging yourself into a hole that yes. is going to be painful so that you don't, so that you miss out on the joy of Christmas. It's so true. 
for the sake of everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, I really like this one. And I think this starts now is taking care of yourself, making sure you don't slack on self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I think gearing up for the holidays, like exercising, eating well, minimizing your alcohol, um, like getting good rest, not staying out too late. It, it, it all really matters in I mean, I have so many people that I talk to when they stay up too late or they drink too much the next day, they are just riddled with anxiety. Yeah. Those yeah. things create and, and, and absolutely exacerbate like low grade anxiety. It just pushes it into overdrive. Let me tell you what happens. So alcohol is a depressant. Alcohol goes through every single cell in the body. And so that is why you're like when you drink your uh, your heart rate slows down, your blood pressure can go down and, and then, it feels great. And then <laughs> and then once that alcohol starts, so it goes through every cell. Once that alcohol starts to leave the cell, then the opposite happens. That's why a heroin addict will not die from withdrawal. They'll want to die, but they won't. An alcoholic can quite easily die from withdrawal because the, the respiratory system and the circulatory system goes up. So the opposite happens when the alcohol are leaving the cells. And so that's why the, the cell walls start to try to resist the the alcohol and then that's where a lot of that anxiety comes from is because the alcohol is leaving the cells and so the cells are readjusting to get back to their place of normalcy and they're going to be like you're going to feel that <laughs> kind of like that so that's what that is and so it's physiological it's not just emotional it's physiological yeah and that that takes a toll on your psychological, I mean, it's not just happening in your heart. And I mean, it psychologically, that's really difficult on your brain. Yeah. Well, it's every cell in your body. Yeah. And that yeah. is, I mean, every single cell. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? It is pretty crazy. I and know. it's pretty eye-opening. And yet it makes perfect sense. And that's why you just want to drink. You want to do it all in moderation. Yep. So that totally. you don't have any any physiological because then, you know, if 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 you overdrink, I mean, I've had too much to drink before and I I don't I don't I'm not happy. I'm not I don't I'm like low mood. Like I just want to watch TV on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, what on the opposite, I know that when you get up and you get good sleep and exercise and you're you're getting after it. You feel amazing. And, and so it's like a little win, right? It's like when a little win is, is getting good sleep. A little win is getting good exercise. And pretty soon all those little wins add up to a really big win. And so I just want to encourage everybody to stay the course when it comes to the calendar and when it comes to the holidays, like just because it gets full with, social obligations and the routine gets messed up, it doesn't mean that you need to miss your yoga or your morning run or your healthy home-cooked meal. 
and or taking time to decompress, like you really need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Yes. Numero uno. It really is. Yeah, numero uno. It is. I told, I was talking to my brother today. He's just feeling tired and, and a little overwhelmed. And, and he was talking about how he, it affected the way that he parented this weekend. And oh, I was like, yeah, I was like, buddy, if, if you don't take care of yourself first, you know, we think that we, we think that self-care is selfish. Self-care is not selfish. No, no. Self-care is a really important part of being our best so that other people can get our best too. Yeah, it is. So it's fun though. It's really fun. The holidays can be fun. And I encourage people to make that your goal. And you go in with this kind of, I love to think about kissing it, keep it simple, silly, you know, rather than feel like you have to put a wreath on every window or every door. Or let's say you decide you don't want to spend the money for Christmas lights. Just don't do it. Give it a shot. See what happens. See if you can eliminate a couple of things that tend to like either be really, really costly for you or stressful for you and see if you can make that uh, make it a little bit better because you do have the power. It's not the holidays. It's us in the holidays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's such a real that I Mm -hmm. love that point, Janice. I think that is just an incredibly powerful thing to say. This is within our control. The holidays do not own us. We own it. We do. And so just get your power back. Yeah, that's right. Say no. Yeah, really, really good. Well, we are wishing everyone a really beautiful and happy holiday, beautiful Thanksgiving, beautiful Christmas and and Hanukkah and all the things. And, And I'm just hoping, I'm really hoping that something that you heard today isn't just something we hear, but I mean, it, it inspires me. Our conversations inspire me. Me to too. Do it better yeah, and me different. too. And if anybody has anything particular that floats up during the holiday season, or as you think about us, shoot us a, shoot us an email or a text or something and let us know. And we'll look at some of these other topics about the holidays because we do have about five or I don't know how many weeks, six weeks left before we're through this whole season. Oh, yeah. So if you have any thoughts, shoot it over and we'll try to address those. It's really good. It's really good, Janice. You can email Janice at JaniceCan at gmail.com. You can email me at Tobacito at gmail.com. You can direct message us on Instagram at Be The Remedies. Um, we, are, we are here for it. And oh, I have love- a turkey joke. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you call the turkey after Friday? I don't know. What? Wait, what do you call a turkey after Friday? Lucky. What? Oh, that's hilarious. I get it. I get it. That's such a dad joke. Though. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's yep. a dad joke, but I'm not even a dad. Go figure. <laughs> you don't have to be a dad. It's just a style of joke. That's yeah. freaking hilarious, Janice. Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. Well, I hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back in studio next. And take care of um, yourself, Tova. Don't get sick. Oh, I'm not going to get sick. I'm, I'm, I feel, I'm going to feel great. Good. That's good. That's what I know. Good. And uh, we're so thankful for all of you who listen to us and, and sponsor us and get behind us and share us and talk about us. It's just, we love that we get to do this every week. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks, hope guys. Have an amazing week.